You're listening to Love Starts Here, a podcast for smart, successful women who are ready to finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your relationship status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, certified love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Starts Here podcast. My name is Melissa Snow. I'm a love and life coach, and I'm your host. Before we dive in today, I want to let you guys know some really exciting news. I am doing a free five-day challenge, and registration opens on Friday. This is called the Know Yourself, Show Yourself Challenge, and it's happening in the Love Starts Here Facebook group. This is a five-day challenge where we cover all sorts of different topics from self-confidence, confidence, to self-sabotage, boundaries, toxic relationships, all with the focus of helping you show up more authentically so that you can finally have the kind of love that you want and deserve. This challenge is for you, whether you are single, dating, married, it's complicated. It's going to help you take your relationship with yourself and with your current or future partner to the next level. It's going to be super fun. I have tons of prizes to give away. You're going to learn so much. And by the end of the five days, you are going to be a different person. So make sure that you are on my email list or that you are in the Facebook group so that you get notified when it is time to register on Friday. All right. That being said, let's dive into today's topic. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I specialize in helping smart, successful women finally find the love they want and deserve. No matter their relationship status, my proven three-step process helps them find love with themselves and with someone else in a way that's faster, simpler, and way more fun than whatever they've been doing. (laughs) And in the five years that I've been a coach, one of the biggest complaints that I hear from women over and over again is that they're in a relationship with or they keep attracting emotionally unavailable men. And I have totally been there. I do the work that I do because for so many years, this was my life. Confused about why he wasn't calling or texting when he just told me yesterday how much he liked me. Wondering why we were so passionate and connected and compatible physically, but he still wasn't opening up emotionally. Chasing after men who were still hung up on their exes, who were still in a relationship with someone else, or who were just emotionally unavailable in some way. I started to lose hope. I was so frustrated. I was so defeated. I got to the point that I believed that maybe this was just my fate. I believed I was just a bad picker. I was just unlucky in love. This is just how it was going to be. And I just had to take what I could get. But then I met a life coach who changed my life. And she helped me see that I wasn't helpless or hopeless. I was actually attracting exactly what I thought I deserved. She showed me all the ways that I was actually fully in control of what was happening in my life and all the little changes that I could make to start getting the results that I actually wanted. She taught me that good partners are attracted to women who are confident and have healthy boundaries. Bad partners are attracted to women who think that they are broken. So once you can fix whatever it is you think that's broken, become a more self-confident person, love yourself more, that positive energy will attract a more positive partner for you. 
Once you truly believe that you're worthy of the love that you deserve, you will attract a partner who truly deserves you. I know that this is true because now here I am living a life that's better than any I ever thought was possible for me, and I finally have the kind of love that I always wanted and deserved. And since I became a life coach six years ago, I've worked with tons of women who have used this exact same process to stop attracting emotionally unavailable men. And I got to tell you, it is so much better on this side of things. There's so much less drama. I never have to question if he means what he says, if he'll do what he says he will, or how he actually feels about me. I have a man I can trust and depend on. I have a man who supports me and wants me and believes in me and is actually proud to tell people that I am his. And I have the kind of relationship that is based on unconditional love and respect where we're both free to be our true selves all the time and we're loved more for it. I want that for you. And I know it's possible for you, even if it doesn't feel like it is right now. Okay. So what's my point? (laughs) One of the things that I realized on my own journey, especially when it came to attracting emotionally unavailable men, was how much my past relationships were still impacting me in ways that I didn't even realize. So today I want to talk a little bit about the past. I want to help you look at how your past relationships are contributing to your current results so that you can have a better understanding of where to go from here if you want to stop attracting emotionally unavailable men and finally have the love that you want and deserve. First, let's talk about what it means to be emotionally unavailable. Basically, it means that someone does not have the ability to sustain emotional bonds in relationships. And since it's pretty much impossible to have a healthy relationship without an emotional connection, people who are emotionally unavailable tend to struggle in relationships. They usually prefer casual relationships, friends with benefit type situations, or just hanging out rather than anything super committed or defined. They're usually guys who send a lot of mixed signals. There's always hot and cold. They might make comments like, I'm just not looking for a commitment, or I've never been good at relationships, and you find yourself wondering if it's a red flag. These guys can be flaky. They have a hard time committing to plans in advance. They often cancel at the last minute. They avoid conversations about what you are. They avoid talking about feelings, yours or theirs. (laughs) And really, they just avoid any conversation that requires some degree of emotional vulnerability. Now, emotionally unavailable men are not necessarily bad people. In fact, they're sometimes really great people, which is what makes it so hard to walk away from them. They may have a lot of the qualities that you're looking for in a man, so you convince yourself you just need to try harder, be more supportive, help him learn to trust, and one day all your hard work will be worth it. In the meantime, though, you're constantly putting yourself and your own needs last. You're on a roller coaster of hope and expectation, disappointment and resentment. You're forgetting about your friends and about self-care and about doing things you enjoy because you're so focused on him and anxious about your relationship. You feel hopeless and defeated and depressed, but you love him, so you feel like you can't walk away. But here's the thing when it comes to emotionally unavailable men. Even if they are good people, even if they have real feelings for you, they aren't capable of giving you the kind of relationship that you deserve. You don't have to continue to attract these types of men, though. This isn't all happening by luck or by accident. One of the biggest reasons I see women attracting emotionally unavailable men is because they are emotionally unavailable in some way. 
And one of the biggest reasons women become emotionally unavailable is because of their past relationships. Either they aren't fully over their ex, or they're just not aware of the ways that their past is still impacting them or what they can do about it. So first, let me ask you a question. When you think about your ex, when you picture running into him at the grocery store and him standing in front of you, how do you feel? I feel a little anxious. I feel a little awkward, but I feel like I would walk away from the situation thinking, that was weird, (laughs) and then go on about my day. If you think about your ex standing in front of you and you instantly feel your stomach drop, if you feel panic, if you feel fear, if you feel anger, if you feel sadness, or even if you just feel a sense of love and longing, you may not be over your ex yet, and therefore, you are not emotionally available to move forward. Now, I want to be clear when I talk about being over your ex. I don't mean that you want to get back together with him. I mean that you haven't fully processed and worked through and made peace with and put to bed all of your feelings about your ex and what happened with them. And until you do, you're never going to be fully emotionally available yourself. And when you're not emotionally available, you're attracted to unavailable men because you know you're never going to have to get too close or too invested, or too vulnerable, and your brain tells you that that's going to keep you from getting hurt. The reality, though, as we all know, is that it's still entirely possible and maybe even more likely to be hurt by an emotionally unavailable man. So even though your brain thinks it's keeping you safe by pushing you towards these emotionally unavailable men, it's really just keeping you stuck. Some other signs that you might not totally be over your ex, you still think about him a lot, you're still friends with him, you compare every new man you date to him, you know he's with someone else now, and you feel anything but neutral about it, you still send your ex those innocent, oh, I saw this and thought of you, or hope you're doing well, or Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday texts, or you still check his Instagram or his new girlfriend's Instagram at least once a week. If you're doing any of these things, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing it wrong. You didn't mess up. You don't need to feel shame or guilt about where you are in the process. This is just about creating more awareness of where you are and why you're getting the results that you are. So if you can relate to any of these things and you're thinking maybe you haven't fully processed your past relationships, it just means that you have some work to do before you can be fully emotionally available and therefore attract the kind of men that you want to be attracting. And even if you're mostly over your exes, your past relationships might still be impacting you in ways that you don't realize. If you feel angry at the opposite sex, if you fear falling in love because you might get hurt, if you find it hard to trust people, if you're uncomfortable talking about yourself or your feelings, if you fear a relationship might place too many expectations on you or smother you or cost you your independence, these are all signs that your past relationships are still impacting you in some way. As you go through life, you have many experiences that shape you and that teach you things about the world. You start to form beliefs about yourself, about men, about love, about relationships. Your past relationships might have caused you to believe things like love hurts, men can't be trusted, I'm not worthy of love, or relationships are not worth the effort. 
This is one of the biggest areas that I focus on with my clients, because if you want to move forward as a happy, healthy, and whole person, so you can finally have the love you want and deserve, you have to get to the root of your own emotional unavailability. This can be really hard to do on your own though, because these beliefs are often so ingrained in you that you don't even realize they're there or how they're impacting you. So what I do is help my clients dig these beliefs out so we can take a look at them under a microscope and decide if they're true, spoiler alert, they're not, (laughs) and if they're serving you. And if they're not serving you, I show you how to let go of them and replace them with thoughts that will serve you better. Now, the last piece of this that I want to talk about when it comes to attracting emotionally unavailable men, because you yourself are emotionally unavailable, is really taking a look at your past relationships and getting really clear on why they didn't work out. It's really important for you to know which parts you need to take responsibility for and which parts had nothing to do with you. It's also really beneficial to think about what you want to do differently next time. What you don't want to do is beat yourself up for all the ways that you screwed up the best thing that ever happened to you. For starters, let's be honest, it probably wasn't the best thing that ever happened to you. But more importantly, and I really want you to hear this, is to know that you did the best you knew how to do at the time. Maybe it could have been better, maybe it could have been worse, but you did the best that you knew how to do at the time, and there is no shame in that. I believe that every action has a positive intention. That includes your actions and your ex's actions. In the past, I didn't go into a relationship with a married man with the intention of breaking up a marriage and torturing everyone involved for years. I went into that relationship with positive intentions, to be loved and to love someone else. Were my intentions misguided? Absolutely, one million percent. But I had a positive intention and I did the best I knew how to do at the time. And now, all these years later, I'm choosing not to beat myself up over that. You owe yourself the same grace that you would give to anyone else. You're not perfect. You probably made some bad choices and you're probably going to make some more. Make peace with yourself and your past choices and then move forward. This isn't about blaming other people or getting stuck in the victim role. It's about taking responsibility for the choices that you made and understanding why you made those choices so that you can do things differently next time. Because as Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. I dated this one guy through most of college. I thought we were so in love and we were going to be together forever and have babies and puppies and white fences and happiness for the rest of our lives. One of the many problems, though, was that when he would drink, which was often, he would get really mean. He would yell and scream and say mean things and slam doors in my face. And I stayed with him anyway for much longer than I wish I had. I told myself that what mattered was that I loved him and he loved me and he only acted that like that when he was drunk. And if I could just get him to stop drinking, then we could be happy. And at the time, I really and truly believed with all my heart that was true. I had positive intentions, and I believe that he did too. But when my relationship finally did end, I was full of rage and blame. I would tell anyone who would listen and sit still long enough what a terrible person he was and all the ways he'd wronged me and how I'd been a victim of all this abuse. And I'm not saying that most of that is untrue. I'm just saying it didn't serve me well to stay stuck there. Staying in that victim role took away my power to do or be better. 
because victims don't have choices. Victims don't have power. Victims aren't responsible for their circumstances or for what happens to them. And all that anger and blame kept me carrying around heavy baggage into each new relationship I tried to get into, so they never even stood a chance at succeeding. I realized that if I wanted to move forward, and eventually I did, I had to look at the choices I made in that relationship and figure out how much of what happened between us I needed to take responsibility for and how much I didn't. Sure, he treated me that way, and that is on him, but I allowed him to, and that is on me. I had to figure out why I allowed that to happen for so long and what unconscious thoughts and beliefs I was holding on to that allowed me to think that was okay or that that was what I deserved. If I didn't take the time to figure that out, then not only would I continue to carry around baggage, but I would likely find myself in another relationship just like that one, wondering why I had such bad luck. But I didn't beat myself up for staying in that relationship for so long. I still don't. And I don't want you to beat yourself up either. You had good intentions every single time you made the choices that you made, and you did the absolute best that you knew how to do at the time. But you also have work to do in order to make peace with those chapters of your lives. I did the work that I needed to do on myself to be able to go into my current relationship knowing how to do better, and that has made all the difference. So if you are interested in doing a deeper dive into any of what I've talked about today, this is what I love helping women with. There's a link in the show notes so you can schedule a free consult with me. We can talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how working with me can help you get there. Also, be sure to join the Facebook group, Love Starts Here. I'll put the link for that in the show notes so that you can join us on the five-day Know Yourself, Show Yourself challenge. All right, ladies, I hope you have a fabulous week, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Love Starts Here podcast. For more tips, tools, love and support, be sure to join the Love Starts Here Facebook group. To learn more about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa to take your love and life to the next level, visit www.melissamsnow.com.